Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur. I bring an expert every single time on this podcast to help you take your business to the next level. Today, I have my dear friend, Mike, who is going to shed some light on how you could take your business into next level. So Mike, please take your time to introduce yourself and tell my audience about yourself. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment to tell you thank you so much for listening to this podcast and all the podcasts that you have listened to it. If you truly enjoyed what you were listening to it, make sure you click the subscribe button wherever you're listening to it. And also, I have a something special that I want to offer to you that is truly going to help you take your business to a 10x level. If that's something you're interested in, make sure you go to Mark Kumar dot com forward slash gift once again the url is mark kumar dot com forward slash gift and in there i have something that i really truly believe is going to help you go take your business to the next level a lot faster now back to your episode okay well mark thank you and thank you very much for this this opportunity uh, my name is mike callahan uh, I recently retired from the University of Michigan Dearborn in January. <clears throat> I was there for 14 years. And before that, I worked at EDS for 25 years. And before that, I was in the military for eight years. So I've, I've uh, had a lot of different kinds of experience. And while my, I was at, uh, at Dearborn at the university, I wrote a couple of books and developed an approach that's all about helping someone be more empowered in pursuing their career and thinking like an entrepreneur. And so the whole theme, the whole approach is, maybe you wanna start your own business or maybe you wanna go work for a large major corporation. Whatever you wanna do is cool, but try to approach it from the perspective of thinking like an entrepreneur. Instead of putting your resume out there and hoping somebody gives you a job, take the initiative to understand the value that you can bring and take lessons from your podcast, this whole podcast, this whole approach of being uh, being an entrepreneur, thinking like an entrepreneur. Oh, so man. we've developed that approach. It's a it's a nine step process, if you will. And right now, we're really focusing on helping two groups that I believe I can really have an impact with. And one group is veterans, U.S. Uh, veterans coming back from military service, and the other is returning citizens, uh, people that have uh, been incarcerated and have served their time and are now trying to come back and re-engage in the community. And so I'm working specifically with uh, veterans and returning citizens, helping them learn about and embrace these nine steps to be more empowered and more in control of their of their career. So that's what we're doing. I've got a podcast and a work, different workshops that we're applying. And of course, we've got the books. Um, but that's kind of in a nutshell what, I, what I'm all about at this point in time. That is, first of all, a great service, you know, for all our veterans out there who want to, they have did their work and they have provided an amazing service. And thank you for all the veterans that are listening right now. And we appreciate your dedication and service. It definitely has off to you. So thank you for all you do. And Mike, you have been like great in providing that service. So help me understand when you say help you think like an entrepreneur, what does that actually mean? Well, uh, you know, when you look at the way a entrepreneur reacts to a situation, uh, when there's a problem come up, 
an entrepreneur will look at that problem and say, you know, there's three ways that I might be able to solve this problem. And, and I might be able to do the, take this action, or I might be able to bring this kind of value, or that I, that I see opportunities instead of problems, that I see, see ways that I can bring value. And then, so it's that whole kind of mindset. It's not only finding the opportunity, but then taking it to the next step and say, I can bring value to that problem. And, and here's how I can help that. And when you meet people, you listen to what they need and you look for opportunities to help them, to serve them. When you're doing that, everybody you talk to has needs. Everybody's got challenges. We're all dealing with a whole host of, of issues. And the more you can tune that in instead of, you know, the, the non-entrepreneur is the person who says, gee, please give me a job. You know, I read uh, postings on LinkedIn. And you'll get a posting there that from somebody that says, I'm looking for a job to do this, that, and the other thing. Well, that's all about them. An entrepreneur isn't about you. It's about who you're talking to. So instead of thinking about what you want out of it, how can I help someone else? And so that whole kind of mindset is, is what, uh, what, we, what we talk about. And there's, there's ways you go through about developing that and reading about it and talking to entrepreneurs and really just choosing to think differently. It's it's not easy. It doesn't just happen automatically. But if you're committed to it and want to embrace it, then you can really uh, come pull, pull that pull that mindset together. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like the very first thing, and if you want to become an entrepreneur, the very first thing is your mindset before you do anything else. If you don't have the right mindset, you are literally setting yourself up for the failure so once again thank you mark for sharing that mindset concept it is so important that you literally have to do that mindset exercise and game and so another thing i want to ask you mike is like in your program what are two of the same patterns that you have seen the people or your students who you have been working with that like over and over and over again that you see where people struggle, meaning that when they come to you or join your program and then they're like, hey, I cannot do this because of X, Y, reason, what I call is making excuse people. So are there like patterns that you see over and over for people, uh, people that you work with? There's, there's a couple of them that really come to mind. One definitely is this belief that you, you got to ask permission to do things. You know, I, I, lots of times in my workshops, I've, I've had people say, because we talk to them about, okay, figure out what the opportunity is. Well, how do I do that? Well, we'll talk to people, go do informational interviews, listen to them, find out what they need. And I had one lady, I remember very clearly, she raised her hand and said, can I talk to them? I needed permission to call them up. I need to have a want at or something, some reason. It's like, no, you don't need permission. And that, so that whole idea of I, I need somebody to tell me it's okay to do it. And, and that's, that's constraining. So that kind of shows up in a lot of, lot of, lot of different ways. The other is when they, they embrace this, they embrace the concept. But, you know, we all know about the, the, con the idea of the comfort zone. And you're outside of your comfort zone, and it's it's scary. And gee, you got to go talk to somebody, and you got to do things you're not comfortable doing. And so, quite often, they fall back into the uh, routine. And the routine is: give me my resume. I know how to get a resume. 
I know how to respond to a want ad. That's my safe zone. I did that. When I left EDS, I was working with a, with some consultants helping me get placed. And they said, don't worry about the resume. We'll take care of that. You need to be out there networking. And I was so uncomfortable doing that that I would go home at night and I'd work on my resume because that was my comfort zone. I knew how to do that. And so it's letting go. It's being letting go. You got to let go. You got to let go of the old way. And, and you know, lots of problems with, with, with students or anyone else where their, their parents or their significant others are used to that other mindset. So I work with them and then they go talk to their mom and dad and they, and they, and they come back and say, well, my dad said I'm supposed to send a resume out. It's like, no, that's, that's not the way to do it. So it's, it's, it's all that, you know, changing that mindset and letting go. So let go be, and be able to deal with that. One of the things we talk about in the, in the, in the model is the idea of going through a valley of despair. When you're faced with change, we all go through some anxiety. And it's okay to go through that anxiety and know you're going through it and accept it. And then you can come out the other end. If you're not, if you're trying to resist the anxiety and avoid it, then you're going to cling to the old way. And the old way just doesn't work. So it's really letting go and being, being brave enough to let go. And it's scary. And I know it's scary. And, and I see a lot of people really reluctant to let go, but that's, that's a, a major challenge. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think everyone who started off as an entrepreneur or started to become an entrepreneur, one of the things uh, that they have to is, like you say, let go. And I think the second thing is the fear of letting go. So it's like, I don't want to let go because I know the things that I, I've been doing, it work. It gets me results. Like you said, the resume, you are in a comfort zone. You're like, I know what I'm doing. And then there are once you become an entrepreneur, you got to wear so many different hats that you don't even know they existed. So what are your uh, thoughts on like people who are like, hey, I know, let's say, let's pick a very specific person. Uh, let's just say a veteran who is a now professional uh, online trainer in terms of fitness trainer. Let's just pick that. And that okay. particular person's name is Joe. And that Joe has a skill set of a professional a personal trainer and then that's all he knows he has a skill set so in order for him to become an entrepreneur how many different hats just to let's say name three of them that he would have to wear that that those three hats he actually has to be really really good at in order for him to become a successful entrepreneur well it's interesting that you you chose three because that's really part of the model too and it's it's very clear uh, we've developed this model, and, and, and what it is is it's called your sweet spot. To operate in your sweet spot, there's really three things that you need to be good at. One is your brand. What is your personal brand? What is really important to you? I might have a skill, but, but what, is, what is important? What, what do I want people to say about me when I'm not in the room with them? That Jeff Bezos is quoted as saying that's what your personal brand is. But what is, so understanding your brand, so branding and, and the whole skill set associated with creating a personal brand for you is, is part of that value proposition, part of that sweet spot you're going to take to the, to, to the market. The second part is your value proposition. You may have a skill, but how does that get translated into value for uh, the recipient? You know, I, I, I might be a great physical uh, ed teacher, but if I can't help somebody really understand and embrace it, I, my skill isn't, I'm not bringing value. 
So translate the skill into value. So understand your brand, translate it into value and value proposition, and then find where the underserved need is. I once had the opportunity to listen to Ross Perot, who built uh, electronic data systems to tremendous success, uh, used to work for IBM and a whole story there. And we, we asked him, he says, what does it take to start a business? He says, look for the unmet need. Look for the opportunity that's, that's look for the unmet need. And so that's part of the part of the formula here is find that opportunity where nobody else is doing it or fewer people are doing it. If you're if you're trying to do something where everybody else is in it, you're you're a commodity and you're not going to be as competitive as as you potentially can be. So look for the unmet needs. So bring those three things together. You got a real strong brand and know how to create your brand and, and promote your brand. You got a real strong value proposition that takes the skills and can turn that into an explanation of why that's valuable. And you've been able to find the underserved need. And that's targeting the market. It's not going out and looking for where the want ads are. That's going out and doing informational interviews and going to networking and listening. You got your ear to the ground and you're under finding where those opportunities are. You learn how to do those three things and do them well, you're going to create your sweet spot. And it's going to keep changing. That's part of the irony of the thing is you can come up with your sweet spot today, but the market's going to change. Your brand is going to change. The value skill sets are going to get stronger in some areas and weaker in other areas. So your value proposition is going to change. So it's, it's a constant process. But if you, get, if you get good at doing all three of those and doing them in a concerted effort where they all come together, then you're hitting your sweet spot. And that's part of the model. That's part of the process that we teach and a, and a real key element. Awesome. So that's a great, uh, valuable information because, you know, if you get those three things, then you are pretty good in terms of moving forward. So the question that I want to ask you, Mike, is it possible for some people to not become an entrepreneur? Or is it possible that anyone can become an entrepreneur? You know, when we say become an entrepreneur, meaning, um, meaning that, like, for example, if somebody has a skill and then if they take your course, would it help them to become an entrepreneur where they can have their own business they can run? Or is it safe to say or is it valid to say some people are just meant to be employees? Yeah, and, and that's part of the whole idea is that I don't want to discourage. It's not about always having to become an entrepreneur, but it's taking a lesson from successful entrepreneurs. And it's looking at who's been successful as an entrepreneur and modeling your life after what they have done and then apply it in, this, in the environment where you can really be successful. That might be as an entrepreneur, that might be working for a Ford Motor Company. Or, or a large company. You know, you, more and more companies want people working for them that have an entrepreneurial mindset and that are able to see problems and see issues and bring value and not just be told what to do. So even if you're working for a large company, if you're, if you're uncomfortable or you might be in a situation where just financially you've got some responsibilities, you can't take the risk right now to, to break out and be, be on your own. Maybe you'll do it as a side gig, maybe not, but maybe you got to focus on the job that you've got right now. That's fine, but you can do that and do it with that entrepreneurial mindset. And you do that, there's another thing that happens. 
when you're thinking about this, uh, this sweet spot, if the value proposition kind of changes, you're really good at something, but you know, technology comes along and other things change and the market changes and all of a sudden you're obsolete. If you're not paying attention to that, you're going to be wind up getting laid off because the market left you behind. But if you're thinking about it all the time, you're going to be valuable all the time and you can adjust and adapt to the changing market. So, you know, it doesn't, everybody doesn't need to be an entrepreneur. That would be wrong to expect that. But I think everybody to the largest extent can learn to think like an entrepreneur and take lessons from successful entrepreneurs and apply it in their personal life. So that's, that's, that's the way we try to approach it. Awesome. So, Mike, what I want to ask you, because you have a little more experience than me, because you have this wisdom, <laughs> just a little more experience than me. And then how do you advise a business person, professionals to balance work life and personal life? Because sometimes it could get really hairy where one life can go down the drain and another goes to the top. And then I think I just wanted to let, I want to ta- have your take on it. How do you balance it or is it possible to balance it? Well, it, it's a little simplistic to say, you know, if you really love what you're doing, you'd never work a day in your life. It's hard. I mean, sometimes you got you to do things and take care of work and, and balance the priorities and stuff like that. But, but I would start by let's be sure we're focusing on that sweet spot. You know, when you think about the sweet spot, we'll go back to that. If you're only doing two out of three, so for instance, if I've got my brand and I've got the unserved me, but I'm not bringing value, you're going to get laid off. That's not a good place to be. That's going to create anxiety. You're going to be going to work fearful because you, you're, you're not bringing value. Or if I'm doing something that maybe it's meeting a need and there's value, but my brand is not serving my soul. It's not serving who I am. It's there. There's a quotation by from Thoreau says, most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with their song unsung. And it's like, darn, that's terrible. That's, but it's true. I've read some places where 40, 50% of people are in that kind of situation. They're paying the bills. It's valuable. There's a need but it's not serving their soul. It's not what they want to be. It's not who they are. So learn to pursue the sweet spot. I, I believe, really do believe, that if you can follow that sweet spot and keep that in mind, then the balance is going to take care of itself because you're, be, you're going to be doing, you're going to be serving your soul. You're going to be bringing value. You're going to have the security of that. You're going to be having an impact in the, in the world. And, and that's all positive stuff. And, and I think a lot of times, what happens is one of those isn't getting filled. And as a result, then people work harder, they're more frantic, they're more uncomfortable. And then that starts eating into their, their family life or their, their personal time. That sort of thing. So focus on the sweet spot. Focus on the sweet spot and the rest of the stuff will pretty much take care of itself. Awesome. That's, my <laughs> That's awesome advice. So I want to move on to now on the technology side. Are there technologies that you like every entrepreneur's have to use in order for them to run a productive and profitable business? Uh, there's there's obviously some basic ones, you know, the, the, the utilization of PCs and right. telephones and 
cell phones and stuff like that. And that's our ability to use Zoom and, and all. Um, one of the things, though, that um, I think happens is the technology keeps changing. And so you've got to not only say, okay, I'm going to learn those things, but I'm going to be open to continue to learn and to try new things. I have a, a student, a former student of mine, that um, has been very successful in, uh, in the beauty products uh, world. And she, she just took off by learning how to uh, do social media and using the social media tool ahead of a whole lot of other people. And so she was able to jump on that bandwagon and, and just leverage the heck out. So yeah, I think it's a matter of, you got you, you got to understand technology. I have trouble keeping up with technology. I need to rely on my grandson sometimes to teach me some of these tools. It's such a, a hoot, you know, because they know so much. I was over at his house the other day and he's on his uh, iPad and he's con- conversing with other kids and you can hear him and he's 10 years old and they're already networking like crazy and they're playing the game together and they're talking to each other and it's just second nature. So the kinds of things that for some folks it's it's hard to do with with uh, with younger people, they're able to do it just automatically. So I think bottom line, you got to be open. You cannot say, oh, there's a great story we used to talk about with executives and all. They, they just have their secretary do their emails. You know, they wouldn't touch the computer. It was or even doctors used to do that. We were trying to implement some uh, computer systems in hospitals and using the technology the doctors were so reluctant to do that that they just had the nurses doing the technology because they didn't want to didn't want to interact with that i think that's obsolete way of thinking i think that that's murder you being any kind of an entrepreneurial mindset you have to be willing to embrace and try and jump in and use the technology and take advantage of it and be open to the fact that it's going to change I had the opportunity to go live in Brazil for three years. And when I came back, the technology here had changed significantly. And I, and I felt like a dinosaur because it was like, wow, I just, a few years, you, you lose, you lose track of what's going on. So you gotta be, you gotta embrace it, embrace and, and use the, use the technology and look for ways to, to help it serve you. Awesome. I, I think everybody probably, at least that's what I got out of it, what you just said. Change is good. Change is not always bad. Sometimes, you know, when you have new technology come in, they, it might just help you solve your business problem a lot faster and improve. And some people who don't want to change, they get stuck in the past, and then sooner or later, they get out of business. So that's not what you we want you to do with all the listeners. So Mike, one thing I want to ask you now is that, what is in the plans for the next two years for you? What are you like so excited about? Like, I want to work on this, and I do this every day, and in the next two years, I'm going to accomplish. There's, uh, it's all, it's all built around the, uh, the vision that I've got for what I, what I can, what I can impact in this, in this target field that I'm going after. Um, I want to continue to build my, my podcast and get, uh, uh, get, get more of a reach there, more, you know, listeners and, and all. Uh, and I want to institutionalize and, and establish much more of uh, the, the, the programs that we have. The program essentially is kind of at three levels. One is we do workshops at the introductory level to help people understand the nine steps and to say, mm, okay, yeah, I'm interested. I, 
you know, give me, give me, I'll buy a ticket to that train. Let, let me, let me learn how to do it. The next level is goes in deeper. And that's where we start getting into the whole idea of really understanding what it takes to change the way you think to be an entrepreneur, really dealing with this whole idea of the valley of despair and dealing with change. We were just talking about technology that flashes back to the, to the first part of this first part of this that we talk about is dealing and embracing change and looking for change and be willing to take it and not being afraid of change. So that kind of mindset is all part of what we're trying to do. So the second part is this workshop and longer workshops that take people through truly understanding and embracing the, the, uh, the, the nine steps. And then the third piece, and this is probably the, the biggest thing within two years, if we can, we can make, really make this happen, that, that, that we're cooking is to put in place one-on-one mentoring, counseling kinds of support structures for people. Because I can tell people these things till cows come home and they got to take it home and they got to work on it. And then they need to have somebody, hey, wait, what did he say about this? And how do I implement this? And so again, people coming out of the military, returning uh, citizens, they need mentoring. They need support structure. And so I can do a lot. I can do the first two things a lot myself, but I need more help to do that one-on-one mentoring kind of thing. So building a process, the program, and the support structure to be able to provide support at that at that level is what we're really going to start moving the needle and making the making the impact. So that's my vision: is to implement that those three levels. Um, in, in a very established and robust way. Awesome. That's great, man. I, and I really hope you get there in a year instead of two years. That would be awesome to see, you know, amazing. So what Thanks. is there like an ideal veteran or individual that you that is like your perfect ideal client? And when I say ideal client, Meaning, who is like, hey, Mike, I met you. I heard great things about you. I want to get on your program and things in that nature. So who would be your perfect ideal client? The the extent would just be somebody who's willing to let go of the old and embrace the new. I think is is really what it comes down to. Some of the people, the, the veterans I've worked with or some of the returning citizens, some of the workshops, we get in those workshops and... The lights come on and you can see, ah, oh, I get it. I get it. And when you, when you get somebody that says, I get it, that's what you want. You want that, that somebody that, that gets it. So it's, it's really somebody that doesn't uh, already have their mind made up and said so they know they, they already get it. You know, they know how to do this. Uh, willing to, to let go, to let go of their, their beliefs and embrace a new way of thinking. And I, that, I guess that's my, that's my sweet spot of the person that I'm that I'm looking for. You know, I'm not going to turn anybody away. I'm going to help anybody uh, to whatever extent I can. But if somebody's willing to do that, and it's scary to do that, I know that. But when we talk to the people that have let it go and are embracing these new ideas, they're the ones that want to come back and and talk at the workshops and engage uh, and, and coach people and stuff. So those are the mentors. Those are the ones that, that we want. Okay. continue to be oh, that's all that's cool man so if you are listening to this and you have heard this conversation between me 
and Mike and you are like I am sold Mike how do I get in touch with you how do I sign up to your program so how can people do that Mike well go to go to the web page um, that's the Calhoun Rose Consulting webpage that's uh, that's listed with the podcast and there's a contact me form on that so just click on that and tell me you heard about the this uh, the podcast and you'd like to have some dialogue about it and I'll reach out to you the other thing is there's the LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is uh, on this podcast also. And if you see that, send me an IM and a message on uh, on LinkedIn and I'll respond to you. I, I, I get those frequently. Um, got, got a meeting tomorrow with a former student that we've communicated with uh, uh, to, to help him get his ball going in, in the world of entrepreneurship. Um, so... It, it, it's common. So that would be the two ways to do it, either through the web page or through my LinkedIn profile. And I guys, if you are listening to it, I will definitely put that in the show notes below. So you can just literally click on it and you'll be in touch with Mike. And Mike, last thing I want to do, which I do for most of my uh, people I interview is right now, the floor is all yours. Anything you want to share, advice, any programs or anything like that, this is the time you could just share anything you want. The floor is all yours. Well, thank you. I, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the world today, especially with the, the Black Lives Matter movement and, and the awareness of everything that's going on, I've really developed, and, be, and also I've got some very great relatives that remind me of how fortunate and how privileged a life I've led. And I, and I, and I appreciate that. And to be able to do what I'm doing um, is is truly a blessing. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's great, and it's my life. I've, my life has led up to being able to to do this, and so this is my way of trying to have an impact and helping people, uh, regardless of where their backgrounds are. But entirely possible that they haven't had the the privilege that I've had, and so it's an opportunity for me to to give back a little bit and to, to help people in, in that, in those capacities. So that's what I'm about. I'm, I appreciate and, and very happy where I'm at, the opportunities I have, the opportunity to work with people like yourself. This is a, this is phenomenal uh, opportunity and to, uh, to have an impact. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. 